Switched On on F104 and I'm joined by Research Director and Senior Lecturer in Interactive Media in Ulster University, Dr. Helen Jackson. Hello, how are you? I'm great, Louise. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for chatting to me. So there's a new immersive exhibition of Ireland's last witch trial and you were one of the people involved in putting this together. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay. Um, so if I can, I'll give you a, a, a brief background of the story that we were trying Please. to tell and then I'll talk a little bit about the form, the actual virtual reality experience. So this is a this is a little known history, but a really really important history. Um, and very interesting that we're talking about it on Halloween evening mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. Um, so if we take ourselves back to 1711, so we have the story of a woman called uh, Anne Haltridge. So she was from a place called Island McGee, and she died very suddenly. And local people in the area reporting some sort of demonic entity had attacked her in her home. So shortly after her death, her niece, who was called Mary Dunbar, came to Island McGee to visit the grieving family. And when she arrived there, Mary untied this mysteriously knotted apron that contained a bonnet belonging to her aunt Anne. And almost immediately after untying untying this apron, Mary displayed some classic symptoms of demonic possession. So, for example, she was reported to have catatonic seizures, convulsions. She vomited household objects. She lost the power of speech. Um, she experienced levitation. Um, and clearly fearful of what had happened to her, she then accused eight local women from Island McGee of being responsible for her actual possession. Right. So local clergymen, uh, um, law officers tracked down these women that Mary Dunbar named, these eight local women from Island McGee that Mary Dunbar accused of giving her the seizures, convulsions, this actual uh, um, possession. And it's just really interesting because this is a key part of why we did this project or did this part of the project to virtual we actually constructed it through virtual reality. Mm-hmm. It's because these women who were accused were the types of women <laughs> who were considered to be women who existed on the very margins of society. So they were, you know, some were poor, they were shabbily dressed, some of them were physically impaired, they visually looked different. They would be considered to smoke or drink too much alcohol, um, or they were considered as being sort of antisocial, unneighbourly women. Um, So these women were taken to court. And as was common practice at the time, there was actually no prosecution or defence lawyers. And while numerous witnesses were heard for the prosecution, none of these eight accused women had any defence. Mm-hmm. So essentially, they were silenced. Um, and through the process of the trial, they were ultimately found guilty mm-hmm. of exercising witchcraft on the body of Mary Dunbar. So, really, what we were trying to do with the virtual reality experience is recreate this historical narrative of the trial, trial of the island, Island McGee witches as they have become to. Um, become known. And why we use virtual reality 
is because we were trying to tap into that idea of um, being isolated, yeah. being marginalised, existing on the very sort of margins of society. And that's a story that still resonates today. So it is, we still have people who are persecuted because they don't conform to what we socially see as acceptable. So we're also trying to tie that story to making people understand today what that means and how that still resonates within contemporary times. Um, and really, sort of, while virtual reality has, is widely promoted as this amazing technology that can deliver these fantastic, uh, you know, otherworldly experiences, virtual reality is also widely criticised because it makes you feel isolated. It disconnects you from your real world. So we were thinking that, well, actually, that's what has happened to these witches. Um, they have become isolated. They have become disconnected from society. So can we in some way leverage the very criticism of virtual reality to retell that story? How so difficult that, was that? Um, I suppose initially at the concept we had this sort of, that was the broad overarching framework for the actual development of the VR experience. But then it was, okay, <laughs> what does that look like? What, mm -hmm. How does that actually, you know, manifest itself? Because also in some way, it's still, the sort of virtual reality experience still has to tell the story. Um, so whenever you put on the headset, you are first, you first find yourself in what we're calling the training room. Okay. It's this um, space. It kind of looks like if you imagine taking yourself back to, you know, 1711, mm -hmm. um, it probably looks like a meeting house that would have been in most towns and villages. And you go in and you explore the meeting house because dotted around are these um, bits of information that um, once you find them, they reveal these animations mm -hmm. that then tell you little snippets of the story. Can you interact so with that as you're going through? Yes, uh -huh, you can. Excellent. So you're, 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 you're looking around the room, you're um, going in and out amongst the benches um, and you're finding these little bits of film and you're watching them played out on this screen inside this virtual space. And then ultimately, also contained within that room, there is a hidden portal. And the portal, once you have found the portal and you step into it in the virtual reality space, mm -hmm. that then transports you outside to this um, magical space of Island McGee. And I don't know if you're aware of where that is in Northern Ireland, but it's right on the coast. Um, you're standing there on the edge of the cliff looking out across the sea mm -hmm. um, and you're standing next to this it's, it's this very large rock or this very large stone um, in, this, is, this is a stone that is actually in Island McGee um, and if you were to go there today and visit it um, it's really interesting because there are these scratch marks down the side of it and the story is that this, these scratch marks were left by one of the witches as they were dragged off to their trial. Wow. 
So you're standing in the virtual space, you're standing at the stone, um, the witch's stone, the rocking stone, I think, as it's become to be known in um, Island McGee, and dotted around the stone in this virtual space, there's these different objects. They all relate to different bits of the story. So, for example, there is the apron that contains um, Anne Holdridge's missing bonnet. And once you lift this up in the virtual space, then you become <laughs> you become sort of in the vir- virtual space, you levitate, wow. you become disorientated, you fly through the sky. And it was just all of those little bits of key narrative items that are contained within the story. We're trying to connect them to what the user experiences. Um, so as I say, there's sort of lots of different elements around the standing stone that you can pick up. Um, voices then appear, little snippets of storytelling. We had some amazing um, students, some amazing drama students at Ulster University um, who were able to uh, you know, deliver and recreate a lot of that audio for, for us. Um, so you hear that in your ears, which in, in itself is also very disorientating. Mm-hmm. It's very peculiar. And again, just everything's just there to unnerve you. Um, again, just really, as much as it is about the story of the Island McGee witches, it's also about what does it mean to be different? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be isolated? Um, what does it mean to lose control? It's sort of all of those elements of storytelling. How so, long has this been in the making for? So it's probably, um, I would say, um, at least 18 months to um, two years. A lot of it was dependent on sort of getting funding mm-hmm. to actually um, get on board, uh, um, you know, development company to work with us. And we had this amazing company based in Belfast, uh, um, Centurial, who did a lot of that development work for us and they worked very closely with us in trying to tell this story through VR. Um, so getting, uh, making sure that we got the audio right, again, that was another quite large-scale piece of work. We had this amazing um, soundtrack that sort of underlies all the experience. And again, that was commissioned especially for the project um, so it was trying to build all of those different media assets. We had some amazing animations done by a company in Belfast called Yes Enter. And again, it was um, the storyboarding and the storytelling that was done through, the, through all of those different animations that you look for and find within the virtual reality space. So there's, there was a very large team of people working on this. It took a lot of organization and coordination um, Virtual reality, just by its very nature, requires all of those skill sets um, to be happening within it. So, yes, time. (laughs) Whereas initially we thought it might take us six months, it was probably closer to 18 months. months. But it was well worth it in the end. And it's on still until the 16th of November, if anyone wants to check it out. Where's the best place people can get more information about it? So there is a website for the witches. Um, for the wider witches project and that will tell you lots of information about all the different types of projects that we have um, done around this story. 
www.1711.org. Excellent. There is a website there um, that can that can tell Excellent. all of that information. Dr. Helen Jackson, thank you so much for chatting to us. You're very welcome, Louise. Thank you very much. Happy Halloween.